Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Sokol. Today, we're going to review the historical legal drama, The Trial of the Chicago 7. This is directed and written by Aaron Sorkin. This is a, it's based off, of course, true events about a group of anti-Vietnam War protesters who are charged with kind of conspiracy kind of thing going on and, you know, going against the government and they're put on trial. And um, I would say, first off, I, I remember we'd seen ads for this, you know, another film I know was going to come out in theaters, but due to COVID, it was then put to streaming. So it is, of course, on Netflix. But um, so glad, Taylor, that you wanted to do this one for this week. This movie was very fast paced. It's two hours. And it was just like it kept my attention. The acting, the writing. I didn't, the know, what to ex- the yeah, I didn't know what to expect. Like Chris is like, so we were like, oh, let's watch this film. And then you watched it like great. So I was like, okay, I will. And I'm like, I'm the type of person that I can kind of, you know, multitask or look at my phone or maybe doing something. Not with this film at all. It's there's so much going on. Had to stay focused. Yeah, at least within the like the first 20, even 15 minutes, there is just constant, you know, jargon. There's a lot of dialogue going back and forth, and you're trying to you know, catch on what's going on. But for, you know, over a two hour film, it does not lag at all. I think there are some great parts of this film where it's very fast paced. It definitely keeps you engaged. And there's always a tricky time when you're doing films about uh, historical events, because Mm -hmm. you want to obviously portray the event realistically as possible, but then you need to have a little bit of that drama, that little willful suspension of disbelief. And I think this this film did a really great job to do it. Um right off the bat we can and talk that's, about this. That's, that's oh, the beauty of Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. Oh Aaron Sorkin has always been, you know, this guy who is an incredible writer and he really knows how to do dialogue, you know, from his days on the West Wing to, you know, you look at another film I love, uh, Social Network. I mean, there's something that he knows of, yeah, like you said, you have to find that balance of you want to tell the facts, you want to tell the realistic uh, dialogue, how they talked in the 60s, especially as you're seeing two different sides. We're seeing the government side where we're getting more lingo about, you know, the presidents and the war and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. But then also you're having characters in this who are hippies or they're, you know, kind of more of the generation of, uh, you know, free people and they're not so maybe as clear with their language. So there's all this dialogue that has to be in this. And it is those scenes that are kind of the dramatic, especially, I thought this was interesting. Like they're not, they're, it's a trial, but they're not in trial to the point where they're like in jail just yet. So like when the day, like, you know, this trial went on for months. At the end of the day of court day, they go back to their houses. It's not like they're like stuck to be like in prison. And the scenes when they'd be like in like their, I guess you'd call it like a clubhouse, whatever you want to call it. Those scenes when they were like trying to talk to each other and even getting to the point where they get on their own nerves and bring out their own demons of each other. Those were the dramatic scenes that it was like really powerful because you're seeing almost in a way, it's like they have to really maintain this group energy to get through this trial where the whole nation's looking down on them. You know, there's a lot of people that are for them, but 
Well, what that what that tough. what that speaks to also, I think this came at a very interesting time, and I think we talk about this a lot, and I and I will continue to say it, but I think history does repeat itself, and you know, mm-hmm. this of the 1960s is a lot of parallels between what's going on because where there will always be free speech, there will be the opportunity for people to protest, and this is no different than what's the kind of the parallels are going on now, and this story. And this movie is all about unity and uniting because it's set in the United States and uniting. And it's a time of there's a war. Go, there's two wars going on. This is set during the Vietnam War, but also there's a war within the country and a nation. And these group, the Chicago Center, are trying to band together to keep their unity because they cannot afford to break up and let the prosecution Let win. the system win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. And that's where it really starts to hit because yeah, we're seeing exact parallels right now. We've been dealing with this whole year with, you know, this black lives movement, black lives matter, peaceful protests all over the States. And yet almost every place where it's happened, we've had this brutal police force or, you know, other things that have, it's, it's ended up becoming, you know, mayhem and it's become really dangerous it's a little different because obviously when this is set, it's the time before social media. So there's a lot of, there's not, there's a lot of just eyewitness accounts where now we are unfortunately and fortunately getting physical evidence, a video. Yeah. yeah, Of these things happening. And I think it's, it's changing the way that we see these events. Now going back into the film, I was very impressed again, Aaron Sorkin. I don't know if he's really help. He probably is in charge with this, but what, casting choices they did i was blown away by first of all not only the choices but the assortment of actors in this one film yeah there's a lot of big name actors in this movie and there's a lot of you know actors that you probably would recognize from other projects and it's funny like when you think sometimes these big movies sometimes we think of big movies and you're like oh they'll get like one or two big stars and then a bunch of like you know not as big stars no this one had like a huge roster so I'll, I'll name off some of the, the heavier hits, if you will. <clears throat> so we know for sure some of the defendants. We have Sasha Baron Cohen, Eddie Romaine, Jeremy Strong, uh, John Carroll Lynch. So those are, you know, some of uh, big names off of that. And then some of the uh, there's uh, Yaha Abdul Mateen II, who plays this really like tough part. He's He's a member of the Black Panther Party, and he's basically been added in on the trial even though he's completely innocent and again we're seeing this idea of racial profiling and absolutely um, he has no lawyer represented there so he's just standing up for himself and and then uh mark rylance who you've, you've probably seen mark rylance in a couple movies um <clears throat> and he's he's a huge theater actor he's won many tonys and he plays the defense counsel Probably my favorite actor in the whole film. There's something that I always find appealing about a character that will just go to the to the end limits to fight for the right of somebody. And especially we're having this underdog of these seven that are put on trial for this. And he's doing his utmost to stick by the law. And it's especially when he's up against a really tough judge. It's a challenging performance. It's a challenging performance. So to get that, that really good balance of that strong mm-hmm. uh, defense, but yeah, the, the judge, Frank Langella, what a great actor. And he's been in, in so many roles where he's kind of not only he's very much 
part of the antagonists, if you say, mm-hmm. I would say, because he is very well, he's, he's biased. tough and he's yeah. very biased. And you could tell he's biased throughout the whole movie. He keeps turning down witnesses they want to use. He keeps turning down evidence. He keeps turning down appeal. Like, it's just like you could tell. And so kind of the way that the, the film plays out is kind of a sweet justice, if you will. Um, and then uh, Joseph Gordon-Lovett is playing uh, the prosecutor and he's uh you know it's good to see joe galo as i call him um <laughs> again in, in these roles where he he's playing for the bad side or what we believe to be the bad side but he's got morals and there's there's certain values that he still holds up even though he, so he's kind of like he he's doing his job but he sees that what they're doing, what the seven have stand up for is right. And he actually, you know, he's kind of having to play those, those back and forth fields. And then the, the surprise, uh, uh, which it didn't, didn't happen until gosh, maybe like two thirds of the movie in. Um, but we do get a small cameo role of Michael Keaton. Yeah. That was a surprise. Um, I did not see that. Kind of fun. Yeah. And, and there's uh, other actors I'm sure you'd you'd recognize. Well, John Carroll Lynch, who's been in everything from uh, Yeah, I mentioned him, yeah. And he was great and um, you know, uh one role I always loved to him was in Zodiac. He was so creepy in that because they kind of painted him, he was the Zodiac killer. But I liked him in this movie. He he kind of plays that dad character who he's seemingly very nice and He's one of the guys that when they do these big protests where they go up to the hill or they're protesting the, you know, the trend, the ultimate goal was to get to the Democratic Convention to protest there about the Vietnam War. He's always the guy with like the walkie talkie with like the huge antenna and trying to be like, we don't want to be violent. We don't want to be violent. Like the, he's more and the voice of reason. The voice of reason. And he's then the there's a moment the in the film where <laughs> he, uh, he lets his anger out, which I thought was kind of cool. And he's kind of even like, and we see this kind of nice parallel of, of his son and his wife watching the trial and, you know, kind of taking it back. And then at one point, just like standing up for their, you know, their father. Um, but yeah, the acting in this movie was superb and it really kept it going. And there's points where it is funny, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen and um, Jeremy Strong, they are hippies and uh, they, you know, Sasha's role is he's kind of this political stand-up comic yeah um and so like there's times where like it's him doing like stand-up yeah he's kind of narr- he's narrating for the audience and like crowds but it's also for the viewer uh his rendition of events that are going on which i really like but i did like i liked that. when eddie remains character tom hayden he you know again one of these great scenes where they're the group's starting to kind of get on each other's nerves mm-hmm. Sasha Barrett Cohen's being like, you know, you said, uh, you said I, I would hate it if the war ended. What, what did you mean by that? And he was, you know, pushing him to be like, if there was no war, you'd have no audience. And it was like interesting because it's like, think of all that happens financially, not only from the money to fund a war, but all the media coverage that a war happens and then the amount of people that end up talking about a war. I mean, you think like, or you look back at the Iraq war, uh, Afghanistan war, world war two, there's so many people now that have made money off of, you know, books, movies, TV shows. I think any major major conflict. Yeah. Without these conflicts, there would not be entertainment or stories or money. And that's what, again, it comes down to that a lot of these things, it's all about money. 
and yeah it was i i just i loved uh you know there's this great camera work in this film and of course you have all that great 60s uh fashion but you know they have it's all mostly set in the courtroom of course it is the trial the chicago seven it's a courtroom drama but these great scenes when they're out and about in the streets of chicago um, especially when they kind of show these flashback scenes of what this these protests that ended up becoming very violent and what was really cool is i always love when movies do this um sorkin would have sometimes a shot that's all in color of actors and then they would mix over to actual real life black and white footage from the actual real life protest and you know there's one particular scene where it gets very violent where a huge police force start beating people with bats and they have tear gas you know all this stuff and they're showing like real footage of what happened it's a great emphasis on again remember this is some of this is dramatization but this a lot of these events did actually happen and that's the gravitas of what you're watching mm-hmm. and you're absolutely right that was well done and again I cannot praise Aaron Sorkin enough that anything he puts out there, I'll watch, whether it's, you know, based on historical events or even I was always a fan of his work on the newsroom. It just, he knows how to really balance the dialogue and the fast pace and that, that fast pace atmosphere, whether it's, um, you know, reporting or it's, you know, news based. And of course we had the pleasure of seeing his uh, stage adaptations. Yeah. We got to see Tacoma Mockingbird, which is Aaron Sorkin's take last year on Broadway starring Jeff Daniels. And it definitely was even in you know the form of a play with this this classic novel, um, the the dialogue just kept it going. It really was something that I think was powerful how he adapted that. And yeah, he's just a master at that. And you know the the basis of this film is is a group of really young men who are standing up against the system about a war they believe, uh, you know, which many people still believe a war that we should never have been in, where many people especially young, young men died for really a, a worthless cause. And again, that's something we see time and time again. And I think anytime a war pops up, we're going to see protests and we're going to see, you know, a fight against the system. And, uh, you know, this movie is set in the 1960s, but we well have, we, we probably had, we could have had a trial of the Chicago seven set today, honestly. So definitely a film I thought, I was surprised to to find was, um, you know, I didn't have much expectations, not because I didn't think it was going to be good. I just, I was like, okay, I've seen the trailer. That's about it. And it really did blew me away. I really, really had a good time. And I was, you know, I think I also learned some things, you know, sometimes it's fun to see a historical piece because you get to learn a little bit maybe about things you forgot from, you know, yeah. it's great. I agree. I mean, no expectations, not uh, understanding of what this really was. And again, this is a part of history. There's, this is a great example of there's so many instances in history that are overlooked, but are significant and powerful and need to be heard. And I think there's, this goes to show there are still stories that we should be putting out there and stop rehashing, you know, old stuff and try to remake stuff. Let's continue to give voice to these stories because there's significant people that um, made a contribution to you know, what we're going on today. So, and I think that was amazing. And I'm, I'm glad it came out. It would be a little interesting history of this film that originally Aaron Sorkin wanted Spielberg to direct it. And this, when this originally during, you know, 2007 is when he was trying to get this on the ground and because of the writer's strike didn't happen. And it'd been very interesting what would have happened. I know that he had um, 
ideas for Heath Ledger was going to be in it and Will Smith. So, mm. um, but I'm very happy with the final product. And if you enjoy movies about history and you enjoy fast paced films that keep you kind of in the edge of your seat, uh, you will definitely like this film. I think it is definitely worth a watch. It goes by very quick for a two hour film. And uh, I praise again, the director, the screenplay, and of course, and the composer, I thought they did a great job with the music and the intensity. And I was blown away as, as equally as you were. I wouldn't be surprised if this will be up for some Oscars. I really hope so. We we're in an odd time right now. We're still waiting to see what exactly they're going to do with that because, you know, we're still seeing like the Tonys are still going to happen. So there probably will still be enough films, even with streaming that they could do some sense of Oscars ceremony for next year. Not sure what's going to happen with that, but this is definitely one of those films that go, this, this has a lot there. That's would definitely should be up for some Oscars. So we will be waiting to see what happens with that, but we definitely recommend you guys check out the trial of the Chicago seven now streaming on Netflix And that was this week's Potential Pick. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know know your your potential. potential.